Welcome to the Skillshop Pincast, episode 25. I'm Graham. I'm Kayla. And uh, today we are going to talk about the latest game out, uh, at least here in Seattle and probably most places, uh, Jersey Jack's The Hobbit. Our precious. Ah, uh, uh, precious. Mm-hmm. So of. we've got a, a first-time guest that we've been talking to for a while to be on here and a beloved fixture of our Seattle scene, Andy Burton. Andy, hello. Thanks for joining us. Yes, yes. If you're not aware, Andy is part of the the Skillshot, or the, sorry, the the shorty Silverball Slayers. Mm -hmm. It's kind of Team Skillshot, though, because Brad and Gordon were on it for so long. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. We don't officially endorse a team, but, you know, backs against the wall, I suppose that's the team. Um, Yeah. uh, Also known for a while as fourth place Andy. Then third place. Third place. moving up the ranks. Yeah, Yeah. second place. Uh, Second place last year. Nice. Awesome. All right. Congrats so that, on that. That story is um, how Andy finishes in the sh- annual shorties tournament. So each time that he gets a spot higher, he's allowed to call himself a different name. <laughs> my first tournament ever was fourth place. Uh, never played a tournament before. Uh, I've had a pretty solid finish and took me eight years to increase that up one to third place. And uh, just this year, got to second, made it to the finals. Pretty Very awesome. Nice. Seriously. We're all... Very proud of you. Uh, well, you know what? Let's uh, kick it off with uh, with your origin story for pinball. Tell us how you got into it, or you know, tell us a little bit about how you, if you weren't into it at first, you know, just take us take us on a journey. Yeah, I would have to say my uh, origin pinball would be. I was a kid. I would go to Martha's Vineyard uh, every year with my family, and there was an arcade there, and I, th- I must have been maybe like six or seven, uh, just playing the kitty games. Skee ball was a big, big favorite of mine. And, uh, there was, there was a guy there playing the twilight zone and he was just making it go crazy. The game was like blinking and, you know, calling out all these things and just getting, you know, really like loud. And, you know, as the game would get more excited, the guy would get more excited. And, (laughs) you know, in my seven year old mind, I don't know if he was playing for five minutes or for, an hour, but really seemed like he was uh, really crushing it, and that kind of caught my interest. Um, so, kind of fast forward that, you know, I'd play play it at uh, like Godfather's Pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, never really was what I thought any good. And uh, in college, there was there was a couple games in the uh, in the rec hall that were they were set pretty hard. Uh, uh, memorably, the Shadow, mm. and I just could not really break through on that you know maybe get half of the half the points for a replay that was always my goal was like try to try to win a free game because you're paying per game so Mm -hmm. if you can win a free game you're good um so i played played the shadow a bunch just really just got beat down on that one it was just (laughs) really hard and you know it might have kept me in practice but i didn't really feel like i was getting getting that much better uh but then fast forward to uh summer break in college there was an Adams family uh at the arcade right next to my work and I would play one game after work every shift and if I got the replay great play again and started getting to the point where I'd play three or four games in a row it's like this isn't too bad spending 50 cents getting you know 30 30 minutes 45 maybe up to an hour uh, they switched out that Adams family for the Twilight Zone, oh, <laughs> and uh, that's where I really started to uh, 
take my game to the next level. Started getting to the wizard mode, uh, getting the replay every single time. Uh, this one had a uh, a buy-in ball, which is uh, not very common in the arcades um, nowadays because it's kind of frowned upon by players. But a buy-in ball is when you finish your game, you've played your three balls, and uh, the game offers you a chance to buy one more ball for a, a credit. So financially, it's not really a good deal because you're getting one ball instead of three for sure. for a whole credit. But if you're really close to the replay value, or if you're really close to the wizard mode, um, it's a good idea. Yeah. And so you start doing the buy-in game, you buy that one extra ball, they usually just stop you right there. You know, so you play that one ball, you get all your points, and then that's the end of your it's game. It's not like unlimited continues. Yeah, it's yeah. not. There, there are a couple that will offer unlimited continues, but uh, that's, that's really uncommon. But uh, yeah, so I'd do the buy-in, I'd get that, get that extra, you know, hit the replay or get to the wizard mode, uh, maybe even like sneak an extra ball out of it. And, you know, at that point, you, maybe you do get three extra balls. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you do get a whole game for 50 cents instead of just one ball. Word, word, a whole game plus that extra ball that you had. Yeah, awesome. Um, and then how long have you been in Seattle then? I am a Seattle native. Oh, I'm, so, I'm from Kenmore by the lake. Okay, but so you just uh, went out to Martha's Vineyard in the summertime to visit family or something. Yep, we had a okay. uh, just a summer home in Martha's Vineyard. Nice. All right, word, word. Well, so you've been a you've been a part of the Seattle pinball scene for quite a while then, and uh, cool. That's a that's a wonderful pinball origin story. I always am envious of people who got the bug early because when I was younger I did not understand it and <laughs> I did not have somebody in front of me to to just rock it and mm-hmm. open up my eyes and make me realize what I was missing well it's funny that Twilight Zone was one of your first experiences or exposures to it because now you're so focused on getting lost in the zone like mentally and as opposed to like within Twilight Zone itself <laughs> like on any game you kind of want to just get lost in that zone where you can just rock it yeah, there's uh, there's there's something that uh, pinball players call the zone, and that's just when you're feeling it, you're feeling good, uh, you know. Part of it's mental. Your your confidence is high, and then your accuracy improves, and then that builds your confidence again, and then you just get on a roll, and you can really be unstoppable when you're in the zone. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, you have those games where you just don't drain, and you're like, well, I'm kind of invincible for a little while. <laughs> Yeah, ride that wave while you yeah. can. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think anybody that's even had a version of their own zone, that's that's where the hooks get in you. That's when mm-hmm. you want to keep coming back for more and chase that high. Um, well, speaking of the zone, <laughs> let's talk about this a little bit more because you've been exploring this idea for a little while. Um, so you were telling us just earlier before we started about how there's the physical uh, you know, fatigue. fatigue, and then there's the mental fatigue, and the difference between trying to overcome those things that can be very different. And uh, on top of that, there's even the games fatigue too. And he's talked sure. to me about that too, where the, the flipper coils just start to go kaputs. Yeah, there's there's all sorts of uh, layers for the zone. So you know, first off, you want to be in a good mood. Uh, that 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 really helps for me. Um, a lot of times I listen to music when I'm playing and if I'm if I'm listening to a song that I like that can help me kind of maintain a good mood but it won't really 
make me be in a good mood if I'm not already in a good mood. So you want to be well rested, you know, maybe have something to eat beforehand, but not like right before you don't want to be kind of sleepy. Sure. Um, caffeine is really a big part of it. <laughs> uh, just kind of like having, having energy to spare mm-hmm. tends yeah. to, uh, that tends to work really well for me. Uh, but yeah, so then you've got all these different layers. Um, you know, you've got your, your mental fatigue, which is basically if you're, if you're focused on a game, you can stay focused for who knows, you know, 15 minutes, half an hour, 45 minutes, uh, you know, after 45 minutes, pretty much anybody's going to be mentally tired. Uh, there's just pinball requires a lot of precision and you really got to like pay close attention, just do really nuanced moves to, to keep it alive. Um, after that, you've got your physical fatigue, which, you know, to the new player, yeah, you might, you might play for 15 minutes and, and want to break, but, uh, if you, pl- if you play back to back games, uh, one way I like to play is a, a four player game just by myself. I play all four credits, all four players. If you do that, you're going to be playing for an hour, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, you know, maybe you get some replays on those and you, and you keep... have a higher match percentage. You do have a higher match percentage. I used to play that way when I was not very good at pinball. <laughs> <laughs> and the, uh, the actual real reason to do a four player game simultaneous is that if you get the replay value, so, uh, uh, for those who uh, don't know how the uh, free credits work on pinball, a game will set a kind of a high score, but it's like way lower than a like a you know high score grand champion uh, threshold. So it's just like a value that if you if you achieve that number of points, you get a replay, and that's when the game gives you a free credit. And when you get that replay, you get that credit. If you play that the next game, the value to get that free credit again increases. So like, let's say you're playing medieval madness. It might be 20 million. So you're like, cool, I'm just going to bash, uh, you know, maybe four castles, get a replay, boom, free game. Well, you go to play it again. All of a sudden now you have to hit like 30 million points Mm -hmm. to get your uh, replay. Um, Some of the stern games will multiply the value. So if it starts at like 20 million points for a replay, then it goes to 40 million. Then it goes to 60 million, 80 million. It just gets really high, really fast, out of control. So the workaround is if you play a four-player game and the replay value is 20 million, you have oh. four chances to hit 20 million. That's genius. If yeah, you hit it on all point. four, that's a good point. You get four replays for 20 million. Then yeah. it goes up to 40. It doesn't go, you know, it doesn't go up four times, even though you got four replays. Hmm. <laughs> that's amazing. I've never that thought is, about that way. I really yeah. like that. Yeah, because they move the goalpost a little further each time yeah. that you hit that. So you get so. you get four chances to hit that goalpost before it moves back. Mm-hmm. That's smart. Well, Andy's full of you've got so many hacks, uh, and your your insight on Adam's family uh, just is ridiculous. Like it's like you could have like you were the designer of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's always always enlightening to talk to you about uh, a, a given game. Um, also, yeah, a while back, Andy wrote a great article for Skillshot yep. about how to maximize your extra balls on Adam's family. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to oh, mention yeah. as well. <laughs> um, so we are on the same page there. Cool. And you know what? I will uh, just go ahead and get a proper plug for that because you can definitely find that article on skill-shot.com. Um, I bet if you just search Adam's family, maybe? Yeah. Or, or if you go to Zine, and I don't know which issue. Do you know what issue that was in, Andy? Oh boy, we're I know that's so kind of many skill shot issues. Yeah, yeah, forty-two we're, of them. We're, we're pretty deep in <laughs> Plus there the now. Plus the half issues. Well, anyway, 
Go peruse. <laughs> Go find it. It's well it's worth your time. Either. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that Adam's family has that not a lot of games, but some games offer, is it gives you two chances for an extra ball every ball that you play. So mm-hmm. if you can get one of those, you're great. If you can get both of those extra balls, you're golden. You can just start stockpiling your extra balls mm-hmm. and just play forever. It's called extra ball chaining. And I, I just found the article. It's called Getting the Most Extra Balls from the Adams Family, and it looks like it was originally published in Skillshot 26. Oh, wow. My, how time flies. You were still credited as fourth place, Andy, back then. Ooh, <laughs> how far you've come. Yeah, since then I've uh, improved my Adams Family high score. Uh, Four billion is the uh, current, That's current so huge. record. I can't even. <laughs> yeah. I can't even begin that. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> counting counting backwards on that game of Adams Family, I played twenty eight extra balls. Oh okay, okay, okay. <laughs> oh boy. Oh well. Um, gosh. So uh, it's a thirty one ball game then, just to be clear. Like twenty eight yep. of those were extra. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so we could, we could talk at length about the zone if we really wanted to, um, and maybe we should, but, uh, we could also jump back and jump into, uh, the, the, the meat course. of the matter. Yeah. yeah. Now, one, one question I had for our listeners is, you know, what are, what are your oh, yes. uh, tips for, for getting into the zone? Cause the zone is very fleeting and when you're in it, you know, you're in it. You're like, man, I feel great. I just can't lose a ball. This is awesome. I could just do this all night long. Mm -hmm. But what's difficult is getting there. Like, what steps do you take to get yourself in the zone? You know, so if anybody had any any sort of ideas, you know, any any uh, meditations or practices Mm -hmm. or, you know, maybe if we were talking to a a high level tournament player, because they seem like they're just always in the zone. Yeah. Yeah, they're playing tournaments. They're playing from the crack of dawn and all day long, all night, the next day, and they're, you know, they're, their track record is showing that they're just always in the zone, so. I was thinking maybe, like, have a, like, intentionally bad game right before. She's like, all right, there's only <laughs> only up to go from here. <laughs> yeah, there's many ways to just, slice it. Yeah, so, so with that prompt, please write into us at Skillshot, uh, sorry, Skillshot pincast at gmail.com skillshot pincast at gmail.com tell us how you get in the zone we would love to get a whole bunch of emails from you guys about this not the auto zone not the party zone just the zone just the zone yeah um and there's so yeah like i I know we had talked about how you know substances are a way that some people get there like caffeine as you mentioned big shout out to bedlam's cold brew coffee next time you're at shorties you want a coffee pop across the street they're cold brew they call it crowbar. You are going to be, you won't sleep for days. It's great. <laughs> awesome. Um, and of course, most people are not, well, yeah, most adults are at a bar when they're playing pinball. So drinks are there. and Children should not be at the bar. No, yeah. <laughs> no. Kids, write in and talk about how you get into the zone uh, without alcohol. Yeah. But adults, like, anyway, like, you know, I, 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 I tend to think that for me, at least, maybe two drinks is, is the right spot. One to two drinks. That's kind of like uh, one of my favorite bands, Dillinger 4. They had a rule that they wouldn't go on stage unless everyone had, had two drinks. Two drink, two drink minimum. minimum. <laughs> two, and then, two, drink, two drink minimums, great. But then yeah. where do you go from there? Exactly. Because you don't want to overstep your right. bounds. And how do you pace it out from there if you're in tournament uh, mode there? Just um, like coach. There are other substances. Some might consider them a little more illicit. But people will chase that dragon here in uh, Washington Whoa. State. <laughs> 
<laughs> What's that? <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, here in Washington State, uh, marijuana is no longer illegal. Uh, so uh, that's that's a favorite pastime of some. Um, you can have different effects. It wor- it works for some. It it doesn't work for some. Or, uh, you know, mixed results. Yeah, you have to just know yourself at the end of the day. And more than anything else, and I think this is a big reason why, aside from just that little bit of liquid courage that you get with alcohol, one of the, I think one of the main uh, correlations there is just putting yourself in a similar state of mind uh, or physiological position uh, as to where you often are when you're playing. So if people are going out and having a couple drinks when they play and having good games when they mm-hmm. do that, that's probably a pretty safe bet to you know just replicate that in the future but then there's a ton of sober amazing players too oh absolutely yeah don't don't feel like we're discrediting any of that like do whatever makes you happy exactly you don't have to drink and flip but i think i I just revealed this to graham a few weeks ago that um the origin of my initials xkx came from uh you were talking about liquid courage Mm -hmm. and we had a, a team that I called or just like a pinball crew that I named liquid skill because we felt like we got better as we drank mm-hmm. <laughs> like so our uh our marker was to have x's on the either side of your first initial and then you're part of liquid skill I see so that's I'm, funny though because it also would imply potentially straight edge exactly I know that's where the, the irony comes that's... in we thought we were real clever <laughs> <laughs> oh man um well if, if you don't feel like talking about this yet no problem but I'm if you are, I'm kind of curious as to how your uh, project is going. So I'm a, making a pinball tincture. So it's going to be a liquid pinball supplement. And what I've done is infused a alcohol base with a tea. And it's a pretty strong infusion. It's about three cups of tea worth of leaves for one ounce. And then in addition to that, I'm adding some herbal supplements uh, that that you might uh, you know take with your diet for focus and uh, you know things that help you um, navigate stress and you know just kind of not freak out but still be focused. So I'm uh, going to be bottling that up pretty soon and give that a, give that a whirl. Uh, it might it might be the same with uh, you know the liquid courage. Yeah. Uh, you know one <laughs> totally. one's probably good. We'll see what happens if you do, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you taken a prototypes out for a spin yet, or are you kind of waiting for the full package to come together first? Uh, I did one prototype, and I definitely definitely felt some of the caffeine and it helped me focus a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I have yet to try the uh, full, full-blown full product in, it, in its uh, completion. Fair enough. Well, I'm really <laughs> looking forward to hearing about yeah. the you know, the final, or, or rather the next stage, because, you know, that sort of thing can always be a work in progress until you perfected it. Um, all right, so, well, that was a good talk about the zone. Let's talk about... The Hobbitses? The Hobbitses. The Hobbit. All right, well, um, so Shorty's has had uh, a Hobbit out on... Um, route? Yeah, out on route. Route? <laughs> Depending <laughs> um, on what part of the country you live in. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> For what, a week now or so? A, a little over? Yeah. Yeah, the, they've had it for for one week. Cool. It just... It's been one week since The Hobbit got here. Shout out, Ed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and we saw The Hobbit uh, first when? was it Last uh, year at the Northwest Pinball and Arcade year. Room Show. Yeah. 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 So almost so almost a whole year, year since yeah. it 
we thought it was ready and mm-hmm. it's just finally hitting the pavement yeah they yeah. took their time and that's what they did with the wizard of oz too but we're just happy that it's out there now yeah um i think actually i think the pinball museum uh got it they were li- first kids on the block yeah they got it a little earlier and i i feel a little bad to say that i have not been down there for a long time because I, I i like it um but it's like i, I want to it's it's hard because like when you pay that cover like yeah. you want to dedicate some time there Unless it's like, unless you're not a regular player and it's like a cool novelty to just be exposed to so many games. Like if you're an experienced player and you've got your spots and you know which games you want, like it's a little difficult to commit to that. I call um, it a pinball buffet style. Yeah, like, that's yeah. Is all the, you can. Is the Hobbit on free play at no? The it's a dollar arcade. per play, uh, just like yeah. they did with Wizard of Oz. And yeah, they kind as of much as I in. like Charlie and Cindy, it kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I mean, I, like no harm in getting your game paid for. It's a very expensive game. Sure, right, but. Like, I, 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 I would be hesitant to pay cover and then pay to play right. mm-hmm. that game. That's what was really upsetting me. It's like, do either or. Mm. Like, you you can pay, it'll be in the front of the place, you can pay a dollar a mm. play, or, or you can come in the museum. But like, I don't think you should have to do both. That that would be an interesting setup. I think logistically, it would be kind of a nightmare, a nightmare. for them. Yeah. But uh, anyway, regardless, I'd like to make it out there sometime again soon. I'll I'll find some friend that's hasn't been properly exposed to pinball because mm-hmm. that's a fun oh, place for, for people to get yeah. their eyes just wide. Because good place really... to go if you're going to spend a couple hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. It's about uh, Fifteen bucks for an all you all day all you can play. If you've got but if no you've, entries. Absolutely. If uh, if you're trying to a woo uh woo a uh lady or a gentleman uh, and yeah. they're open to pinball that's a really fun place to take them and then there's it's in the international district so then you can do pinball dim sum get some <laughs> <laughs> i like it i like it um yeah i love the id too i just haven't mm-hmm. hung out there for a while either you know anyway. else like the id sigmund freud yeah he was all about the Kayla. <laughs> You are in rare form. I had a nap today. <laughs> it shows. <laughs> um, oh goodness! Yeah. So anyway, we've oh, all also the Apeit has the Hobbit now too. Oh, word, word. Mm-hmm. Another so place got, that I don't get down to. We got three in town to play. Yeah. Excellent. And are there going to be any more coming out, or are we kind of capping I, out there? I feel I mean, like that's a pretty. Bobby that's pretty healthy. Is still a little upset about his was. Um, issues over the last couple of years, so I don't think that Full yeah. Tilt would probably get a Hobbit. Mm. But that's just me projecting. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, you know, three is three is pretty solid for a brand mm-hmm. new game, so hard to complain. And you know, three great spots in town you can check it out at. But uh, we all have played it at Shorty's over the last week, um, and well, we yeah. And there were three Hobbit movies, so I guess it kind of like fits in with the model of yeah. Hobbit. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> we're keeping it in theme. Yeah, sticking with the theme, there are three versions of the Hobbit pinball. Uh, so there's different collector edition, basically, that they release with uh, modern pinball tables. And uh, this this one is mostly artwork and toys that uh, if, mm-hmm. you, if you pay a few hundred dollars more as the, you know, owner, that's that's what that gets you. Uh, so Shorty's has the gold smog edition. So the dragon is painted gold. It's got uh, cool, like... The, the metal on the coin door is mm-hmm. premium the and mm-hmm. on the uh, pop bumpers there's little uh barrels with hobbits and dwarves poking oh, out yeah, of them yeah, yeah. Uh, but that notice. that's about the only difference you're going to notice there's no uh like physical structures any of the shots those are all the same it's not like uh, game of thrones that right. you know right, added right. a whole upper yeah. play field that's not present on the standard edition 
Which so, that's like a kind of a bit of contention for like pinball fans, whether if, if you're um, creating a brand new game or just like paying for extra amenities of like <clears throat> aesthetic purposes. Yeah. Like, yeah. So re- regardless of the version of The Hobbit that uh, you find to play, it's going to play about the same. Yeah. Word, word. So everything we talk about will apply to wherever you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think I think we all had pretty good success on the game, too. I, I got a on the high scoreboard on my second game, which felt pretty good. Kayla, also <laughs> on your second game, too, right? Yeah. And kicked my butt on... <laughs> Wait, that's... We're like the... We're like a... Goldie Dragon and the three replays. Like, <laughs> Graham, wow. Graham wow. had the first one <laughs> with what four hundred thousand. Yeah, and then I got on the board with nine hundred twenty. Oh my And then goodness. Andy, you had a whole bowl of oatmeal, and you got what one point one. One point one million. Yeah, oh, I really wanted to add that second comment to my score. I was really trying, yeah. but at that point, I had like Heather Loudon, Brad Hayden. Like all most of the slayers were like, "Holy shit, Kayla, you're doing really good on this game." Like Elf was standing there and like giving me his, the, his axe, basically. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, yeah. So it's a game that you can find success with. It. I, I found it to be very. Um, I thought it was pretty accessible. Yeah. Um, and we we spoke about this outside a little bit. Um, you had. So, uh, some some nuance, some some different takes on that too, Andy. Uh, you thought it would, wasn't so approachable necessarily for a new player. Uh, well, the approachability <clears throat> for a new player, uh, you're going to be able to to keep the ball in play. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's talk about that for a second. Sure. So this is what's great about The Hobbit is it's it's a wide body game, so there's a lot of play area, uh, but the play field is wide open. So yeah. there's basically a lot of space where you can really predict where the ball's going. You have a long time to kind of make your decision. Oh, is it on the left side? Is it on the right side? Well, guess what? If it's going down the middle, there's a center post. So if it's going down Mm -hmm. the middle, ball save. I mean, if you're lucky. Yeah. Um, And you have nerves of steel, as they Mm -hmm. say. So that's really cool. Uh, Then we're looking at the the out lanes, which is where I'd say most of my balls drain. Uh, Well, you've got on each side, you've got one out lane, and two in lanes. So if it's going towards the lanes and you just want to go just straight up odds, you got a two and three chance of it being one of the in lanes. So don't have to worry about that. Uh, then on top of that, we've got uh, potential for a ball save on either of the out lanes. Mm-hmm. Um, we can talk about that. Maybe maybe talk about that a little bit later with some of the features of the game. But basically, there's a way to even if it goes down the out lane, which is only a small chance, then even then you might still get your ball back. So on that level, it's going to be pretty approachable for a new player. You're going to be able to keep the ball alive for a long time. And then Elijah showed me it's a uh, bing back ability, which is pretty on there. Like I, I've attempted bing back. So I don't condone this for anyone else, of our listeners. It's an illegal move. Don't you dare do it in tournament. But <laughs> don't do it in front of the owner of the game. Right. Yes. Also that. <laughs> but if if you happen to be on location where like a game of pinball costs I don't know one American dollar, and <laughs> and you would like to stretch your dollar as we do as Americans, then have at it. <laughs> Uh, but one of the one of the difficulties of the Hobbit is trying to take in the rules as you're playing. Uh, it's got a really beautiful display. Yeah, it does. It's just this massive, full color screen. Uh, it's divided into six areas. 
um, each area of the screen. So there's like the bottom left corner shows you your hurry ups. The the top left shows you your multi ball progress. The the top section, top center shows you your mode, like what modes you might have ready to go. Um, top right shows you how close you are to uh, Erebor. Bottom right's the dwarves. Mm-hmm. Um, the center shows you if you're playing a mode like. Um, what that it shows you uh, videos of of the characters clips. going through mm-hmm. the mode, and then and then left and then you've also got the ring too. You, yep, left middle is is your ring bonus, and then you've also got on the play field a little uh, book that has a miniature screen on like inside of it, mm-hmm. and so like it animates pages turning and shows you your uh, mode objectives there and your mode timer. So you you've got six areas of or seven areas of this massive screen plus this little book that's off to the side you're never going to chance get a chance to read the screen while you're playing yep so uh i highly recommend playing the hobbit with a friend yeah <laughs> uh, but for for the new player it's going to be really hard to kind of like read the modes and read the screen see see where you're going with that mm-hmm. yeah yeah and you, you mentioned there's definitely some some code up, updates that are going to come down the line and hopefully some of that would be you know, tweaked a little bit as that happens. Um, but yeah, absolutely. It's a great game for spectators yeah. in yeah, particular. Yeah, one thing we want to see for uh, players who are playing it is just to have uh, persistent animations. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe if you hit a shot, it shows you on the screen if it can continue to show you that information so that if you do get a chance in a couple of seconds to slow the ball down or trap mm-hmm. it even, that if you look up, you can see, oh, I just hit that you know, a couple seconds ago, that's what award I got. Cause right now how it stands, the, the animation comes up on the screen and it shows you the little thing and then, it, and it's gone before you get a chance to yeah. actually take your attention off of the, the ball in play. And there's nothing really on the play field that indicates like uh, with lights other than the lock, like what your progress is. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's all you retain. I like the book in the back, but it is like the font's a little tiny. Yeah. I wasn't able to really to glean anything from the book. Yeah, and then um, where I don't know about the other locations in Seattle, but the Shorty's machine was a little bit quiet, and there was quite a few people in there that night when I played it, so it was hard to see. And I don't think it has an audio input. No, it does. It, it absolutely does. Okay, does. I, I, I used that. it the first time. And okay, bring your own really headphones. Nice. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and the the sound keeps going for everybody else, but it's nice to be able to just dial in yeah. with the audio there. And I think that really helped me get into the zone that first time around. Are there actually like shoot this callouts that happen? No, not really. Um, yeah, mostly you have to look at the book to uh, see what you're supposed to do or you read just kind of have to know <laughs> you have to you have to read the manual i don't know that there is a manual uh so the best thing we've found so far is available online and it's published by jersey jack it's not linked to from their website but they host it on their website hmm. so if you google hobbit pinball flowchart uh, you'll pull up this really gorgeous diagram that jersey jack has made that explains all the features of the game um and kind of like what order you need to complete shots in. If this, then that. If yeah. this, if that. You know, So from that, you can see, oh, here's what I have to do to get my extra ball. Okay, that's cool, because I was playing it with a friend, and neither one of us could figure out. <laughs> uh, we got an extra ball, but we didn't know how, how or why. we got yeah. the extra ball. So that the flowchart can be really helpful for that. Um, in the Wizard of Oz, I noticed it wasn't available on the first release of the code, but then in later releases, after they updated it, the spread, the uh, flow chart uh, would show up on the screen and it would, it would, it would show up 
in between games on the what's called the attract mode, you know, where it plays the video, it says, hey, come play this game. Doesn't it look fun? And then it mm-hmm. would take a few seconds to be like, here are the rules. Uh, and then also during a game, you can you can trap a ball and hold the flippers and it'll give you a status update. And uh, it would also show you uh, the flow chart then. So kind of anticipating that in a future release of The Hobbit. But for now, you just want to just get on your old friend Google and uh, pull this up, study it, and yeah, see see what it has to offer. It's pretty yeah. nice too because um, it's got like a little picture of the playfield next mm-hmm. to it on the left, and everything's color coded. Yeah, which that's is pretty cool. It's super helpful. Yeah, I, I uh, really didn't understand what was going on with the ring button at all. So that yeah, in particular was yeah, really the ring, helpful. The ring to see. button has some pretty cool features. So the ring button, it's this uh, button that's on the uh, lockdown bar. So it's it's right in the front of the game. It's in the center. So it's between the flippers. You know, you're going to have to take your hand off of a flipper button to hit the ring button. Uh, you could see it in your peripheral vision and it'll start glowing when it's ready. And then you hit it and you get an award. But if you want to know what that award is, you you kind of need a spotter. So that's, that's your friend who's standing behind yeah. you while you're playing and they can just read it off the screen. Because uh, like we talked about, you're, you might not have a chance to look up at the screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the ring value can be can be worth some cool stuff. Uh, it can, uh, at the most basic level, it'll it'll spot you a thousand points. Okay, that's cool. Um, it's kind of huge on this game too. It's low scoring. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty low scoring game. Um, another thing you can use your ring button for is a, uh, it's called a backstab, uh, but it's basically an, uh, a hurry up. So uh, if you guys have played Medieval Madness... Uh, you, you remember the trolls that pop out of oh, the playfield. Oh, well, yes. this game has four creatures. They're called beasts. There's a spider, spider a, a goblin, a warg. And an orc. And an orc. And uh, depending on the in-lane that the ball rolls over, it'll pop up the creature that then you could hit live as mm-hmm. that ball rolls down to the yeah, flipper. It's tied mm-hmm. into those four in-lanes on either side of the um, mm-hmm. of the flippers there, right? Yeah. That's right. So if, if, you're, if your aim's not very good, though, and you have your ring, value, your ring um, charged up, you can use that for a backstab, which will... So it's like a troll take, bomb. Take, it's like a troll bomb. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, so once you use your ring, it turns off, and then just hitting anything in the game turns it back on. Not like one thing, but a few things. So uh, just over time, it'll turn back on. I, I was kind of impressed with the sensitivity of the pop-up <laughs> beasts, like, um, because, like, it worked yeah. with the Medieval Madness comparison. Like, if you have a ball hit the back of a troll, it doesn't count. But if no. you hit the back of a warg, it will go down. Yeah, yeah. It was so. very reactive to that. Mm-hmm. I, for some, I, I really enjoyed that. I, I love that, you know, play field toys that are interactive and mm-hmm. moving and dynamic like that. Um, and it's kind of fun how not only does it give you a bit of a carrot to go after, but at the same time, it also blocks certain shots of yours yeah. when that comes I, up. I yeah. found that too. I was like, oh, I have one more one more shot to the ramp for multiball. Oh, there's a damn spider in my way. <laughs> yeah, so, and uh, we, even some of the modes will actually attempt to block your shot with the yeah, creatures. Yeah, yeah. And it'll 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 put them in your way and you'll have to do some side objective, you know, maybe hit a hit a ramp or something like that to, uh, to move them out of the way so mm-hmm. that you can hit the shot that you <clears throat> intend to hit. And there is the upper right flipper, but it's not that beneficial. Yeah, that was one the, the, of my The upper right flipper has been a little confusing to me because yeah. it doesn't it doesn't access any areas of the playfield that you can't otherwise hit. Exactly. Um, and so so we're waiting for we're waiting for a code update maybe to to maybe have some uh, some shots that you're supposed to hit on the fly when it's coming down from, gotcha. from that right orbit. From that orbit. Mm-hmm. 
but uh, haven't really seen anything so far that yeah, that you have to hit with the upper flipper. So it's just kind of there. It use it, don't it. use it. Mm-hmm. Your choice. Yeah. Because it sends it to the dwarf drop-downs, right? Is that... Right. Yeah. So the dwarf drop-downs, they're at the top of the play field, just slightly to the left. Uh, they're about, like, I guess, 11 o'clock position. So, yeah. yeah. And, you know, they're... From 10 to they're nine. there. You can hit them from the bottom, though. You can hit them from the left flipper, from the right flipper, yeah. from the yeah. upper flipper. They're, they're pretty easy to access. Mm-hmm. Yeah, such an open play field. It's really, there's not much hiding for you. There I, is that scoop that, that pops up. Uh, or, sorry, VUK. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, <clears throat> vertical up kicker. Yeah. Um, so that, that's one thing that made Which, the, yeah, because if you hit the R and the A in dwarf, that opens up for that Vuck, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the the Vuck was introduced by Lord of the Rings, another oh, no uh, JRR token game. So it's good callback. It's it's a uh, it's a physical device in a pinball table that uh, grabs sh- the ball and kicks it kicks it upwards to about, to maybe um, a ramp. World Cup soccer. Well, so it's always been a, a, feature? a physical feature of pinball tables, but Lord of the Rings was the first game that called it out. Oh, and it so would this say, is like you know, the never-ending like, story thing. It's like, yeah. I've given it a name, it, and now it, you can exist. Exactly. So <laughs> so maybe before that, operators would say, you know, oh, hey, this Vuck is broken. And, you know, the casual player would be like, I don't know what a Vuck is. but Yeah, what the Vuck is a Vuck? What? <laughs> <laughs> but Lord, Lord of the Rings was the first game that called it out as an actual shot. It said, mm-hmm. shoot the Vuck for uh, this many points. And you'd be like, oh. well, I don't know what that is, but uh, maybe process of elimination. We can mm-hmm. figure it out. Follow the flashing lights. Usually. Someone probably just figures some old timey British thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so we're 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 bringing that back around. We're reincorporating that with the Hobbit. So Hobbit's got uh, two vucks. It's got a, a left vuck and a right vuck. And uh, this would be a good good point to note that uh, the one on the left is labeled extra, and the one on the right is labeled ball. Yeah. And wow. if you do one of the two things you need to do to get your extra ball lit, uh, it's gonna flash both of those, and you have to hit each one wants to collect your extra ball. Oh, hmm. yeah, yeah. Interesting. And, you know... It's the first, first game I've seen that requires uh, two separate shots for yeah. an extra ball Yeah, that's, once you light it up. I kind of like that. You know, they're not terribly difficult shots to hit, uh, so why not spread it out? Well, it like, falls in line with the way that Jersey Jack had their, um, like... Their little ball saves on either side of Wizard of Oz, sure. like the World Fair. Oh, man. Like, so they're like, we're going to make you work I for it those. if you want to extend your game. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you want to talk about uh, the ball saves on the Hobbit? Yeah, I yeah don't, let's do it. I don't know much about them yeah. at all, so I'd love to hear about if, that. If right. you don't give a vuck, there's there's I, plenty I, else to shoot for. I have that same yeah, so, so let's oh, let's talk no. about the ball saves. Okay. So uh, there are there's a mystery award that you can build, and so the higher you build your mystery award before you collect it, the better the award is. And so to get your mystery, you just need to roll over any left in lane and any right in lane. And that lights, there's a target that says mystery, and uh, that would be mystery level one. So, cool. Uh, If you roll over an additional right in lane and left in lane, uh, then that takes you to mystery award level two. Uh, So you would do that like before collecting it to advance to level two. Uh, That'll light your center captive ball to collect your mystery tier two uh, so you can keep building your your mystery before you collect it so the third tier is the left side i think it's called like load arrow mm, um, it's mm-hmm. basically a kickback oh, yeah yeah and what i've seen on uh what the code that we're running right now is that it just uh, will sometimes automatically kick the ball back but the plan for the future is it's going to 
trap the ball. There's going to be a little peg. That happened to me um, when I played at Shorty's the other night. Yeah, so there will be a peg on the on the left out lane that'll stop the ball in front of this little kicker, and uh, then you would use the ring button to fire that uh, arrow, I think it's called, mm-hmm. and uh, it's going to have a variable uh, strength kicker, and so you're aiming for mm-hmm. a particular target on the... It'll, it'll launch out of the out lane and curve towards the right side of the play field, and you're going to want to hit hit a certain target mm-hmm. with the uh, variable speed. So it'll it'll probably indicate that to you on the screen. And yeah, it does. I saw that one time that I didn't really... Like, once I had already actually hit the ring button, by the time I looked up to the screen, it had that little um, oh, yeah, gauge going... going gauge. Yeah. yeah. So are, is it is it uh, trying to hit the... Uh, the drop targets, the man drop targets on the right. Is that what you're going after? Or is you'd it be, yeah, else? you'd be trying to hit hit the man, one of the three man <laughs> drop targets. Hit the man. That's kind of how I live my life. Yeah. <laughs> and then so if, if you get your mystery uh, loaded up to level four, that's where Gollum comes in and you've got my precious. <laughs> a lot of S's. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the right out lane. And this is one that I've seen a lot of players uh, not realize that they had activated this mode. It wasn't really called out very loud or the the display on the screen wasn't very clear but so the same gauge that uh, Kayla was just talking about so if you drain down the right side after you've got your fourth mystery tier and the precious light is lit it'll give you this gauge on the screen and it moves a little arrow up and down the gauge and it just keeps bouncing up and down and in the middle of the gauge somewhere is going to be a little blue zone and all you have to do is hit the ring button when the arrow is within the blue zone and it'll save your ball. Okay. And uh, so that's one that I've seen a lot of players um, not not go that for. It. You know, yeah. it just kind of the ball is left on the table. Yeah, they left it on the table. Mm-hmm. And one, yeah, once once I kind of had figured figured that one out, it was pretty cool to be able well, to get a ball save from the right out lane. That's pretty neat. I mean, that's very Gollum esque to like have this backup plan and not tell you about it. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> and, and if those those of you at home might think that Andy was exact uh, exaggerating on his s's. No, like on the Jersey Jack flowchart, there's actually four S's in Precious. So <laughs> he was reading it quite correct. Yes. The proper phonetic uh, pronunciation. Just the proper pronunciation. Phonetic is not a necessary word in that sentence. Yeah, Apologies. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Let's well, see. Cool. I didn't know about that at all either. That's great to know. Yeah, so pay attention to the screen and, uh, you know, play with a friend. They can They can read anything that's on the screen if you're mm-hmm. not paying attention. So I'm I'm a little curious. Can we talk about the skill shot on here? Sure. I it's it's also ring um, centered, right? Yeah. Use it says use the ring button to select your <laughs> skill shot. Um, and there's hit lock rollovers, hit elf drop targets, hit the moving in lane, and hit the moving dwarf drop target. So for a skill shot, when it says hit lock rollovers is that just any lock rollover do you, are you supposed to get all four of them or so before you plunge the ball you can use the ring button to toggle between those four mm-hmm. choices so whichever one you've toggled onto last is the one you've selected and then you're trying to hit those objectives so if you plunge the ball just perfectly you can actually have a really soft arc on it, and it mm-hmm. will roll over all four okay. so it is all rollovers. Okay. Uh, you nice. get you get points for hitting just one, but you get twice as many points for hitting two, and so on and so forth. Oh, so you can actually same. get up to, I've gotten as much as uh, 15,000 points on the skill shot wow. by nice. hitting all four lock uh, rollovers in a single plunge. 
Uh, so you can you can do the lock and, and do that right off the plunge. Uh, you can go for the moving dwarf target, which will just be one that kind of moves around. Right. If you select that. But um, awfully slowly since it's a dwarf, you know. <laughs> you can go for the elf. And I've noticed this one, you actually have a little bit of grace period on it. So I've actually plunged for it and missed it. Ball came down to the flipper and then I flipped and hit the elf target and mm. still got the award after that. That's good to know too. Yeah. yeah. And then the uh, the in lane, that one it actually moves around. So you almost yeah, have to assume like that you're just gonna eventually hit an in lane. I don't know that it's on any particular particularly short timer. Hmm. Well, speaking of those in lanes that we were talking about uh, earlier, you know, we've got the two to one ratio with the in lanes to the out lanes, which is very friendly, but I don't know if this is just because it's a brand new game and so it's got fresh rubber on it, but even though the in lane ratio is very friendly, I noticed that it was pretty bouncy and I had to had to play the nudge game quite a bit just oh, to yeah. make sure it was going to stick with those in lanes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, pre- it's pretty bouncy, but uh, you can you can use that to your advantage if you want, just try not to try not to over nudge it and then it you know you end up backtracking yeah mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely golly there's so I found much... that the, with the, when we were just talking about the lock targets I found that the O was really hard to, to get Elijah was having the same issue that I was too mm. like um, you kind of have to go at it sideways to even get it to like we would talking we would, about trying to roll over that target. yeah we were rolling over it like it actually was going from you know through the O like either way, but um, or even like coming back down from the play field, rolling hmm. over it backwards, and we weren't getting credit for it. So oh. we kind of had to like get it at an angle for it to actually like go down far enough to to give credit. Yeah, the lock the lock rollovers are they're just in the center of the play field, and you know if if you're if you're only one short from a multi ball, maybe you should aim for it. But for the most part, you can. Just try to play with the other features of the game and just collect you know, them on the way. Yeah, eventually you'll just uh, it'll just happen. Absolutely. Well, it's the same kind of design as uh, was too, because you had to roll over all of the friend, like the giant, or sorry, not the the lion, the Tin Man, and the Scarecrow in order to qualify yeah. your locks. Yeah, was got a little frustrating <clears throat> with uh, especially yeah. with uh, Tin Man and Scarecrow. Yeah, because that. Uh, Tin Man it was six letters, so oh, yeah, you know, yeah. just just some mm-hmm. random shot. I mean, yeah, you're gonna hit it once or twice, but we're talking about six times now. And yeah, Scarecrow's eight. Oof. That's oof. That's pretty tough to uh, mm-hmm. accomplish. But with these lock targets, you just have to roll over each one once to light one lock, and then unless you're going for it. your second yeah. smog ball, which is like twice, you I think you have to. I think they make it a little bit harder. Oh, is that the case? I, they were coming pretty fast, though. Like, I, I was not aiming for them, and I, I felt like I, especially in my second game, which was the, the yeah, nice one, it just, I, I got my second and maybe a third smog multiball pretty mm-hmm. quickly. So mm-hmm. just patience, and it'll be there for you. Um, hmm. Which, um, yeah, the ramps are very fishtails-inspired. Um, yeah, yeah, just the slide off center from the... Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. a captive ball in the center, mm-hmm. in the middle of it. So that's kind of neat. Uh, but yeah, you can do a little U-turn sometimes if you don't hit that shot quite squarely on. Yeah, I haven't seen any animation for awarding a, yeah. a uh, U-turn, like mm-hmm. some sort of score for for hitting that shot, but it does seem to recognize it. So It'd be neat if it was like them on the cliffs we'll the and they're like yeah. going down, going across the cliffs and then they turn a corner and there's like an eagle in their foyer and there's something like, ah, shoot, let me turn back real quick. Yeah. 
Yeah, what's nice about uh, the way the Hobbit's set up uh, versus Fishtails is that uh, the ramps are in the center on both games, but Fishtails, the ramps are really close to the flipper. (laughs) So if if you miss it and it you know, ricochets back towards the, the drain, you don't have much time to react. Right. But, but the Hobbit is just way at the very top of the play field. Mm-hmm. So Plenty you, have, of time. you have a yeah. long, long time and to figure tales, out your shot. Fishtails uh, has lightning flippers. I believe it was the only game that wasn't designed for like, with lightning flippers in mind, but has lightning flippers on them, which those are, I think, a quarter inch, quarter shorter. inch shorter. So the gap is mm. uh, half, so an inch, half an inch wider. wider. Yeah, so that's like if you guys ever huh. feel like, why am I good at pinball but so bad at Bram Stoker's Dracula or Fishtails or Doctor Who? It's because of the goddamn lightning flippers. Like, huh. and they they're called lightning flippers because there is actually like a lightning bolt on the top of the flipper, and you can identify them that way. So, um, people will sometimes mod their games to make them harder, like put lightning flippers on like an Attack from Mars or something that should never have <laughs> lightning flippers. But yeah. It one, took me a really while, long time to figure that out, that the, like, the drain gap was like bigger. One, one thing I like to do when I'm playing a new game is hold both of the flippers up, and most of the time the flipper tips are closer together in the up position than they are in the down position. Hmm. Um, and so you hold both of them up and you just kind of eyeball it and say, okay, you know, the pinball is about an inch wide and the gap here is about an inch and a quarter. So that's pretty close. I could... I could probably save that from either direction, but yeah, when you have the lightning flippers and they're both up, you're you're still gonna have a <laughs> inch and a half, uh, inch and three quarter gap. Yeah, a uh, lot a lot of room for a pinball to to totally. speed through there. Absolutely. Well, gosh, there's a there's still more on this flowchart. We 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 don't have to go through everything, but gosh, there really is a lot. That did either of you get to Arkenstone mode? Oh no. So the Arkenstone yeah. mode, best I can figure, doesn't exist yet. Those are oh, going to be your really? your wizard modes. Yes, yeah. Uh, they're labeled Into the Fire, Barrel Escape, and Battle of Five Armies. So there there's five different kind of main objectives to complete, and uh, those are those are shown on your screen in different different areas. Um, and when you when you complete that it's supposed to light up there's a little uh, a little jewel on the screen that's that's your arkenstone mm. and that's supposed to uh, activate your arkenstone um wizard mode uh i as far as i know i completed all five if, if if not i at least completed you know one and didn't see any sort of progress mm-hmm. from there so uh i think we're just probably waiting on another another version of the code for the arkenstone modes yeah i think i got to three out of five like i completed a mode I did smog. Um, I defeated all the beasts, and that gives when you do all the defeat all the beasts, it gives you a two ball multi ball, mm-hmm. which which you can stack with your your smog multi ball oh, in both directions. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, backwards compatible. Yep, cool. yep. You can you can start either one first and get the other one rolling, and then they just keep keep going until until uh, you're not in multi ball anymore. Yeah. Nice. I stumbled onto that stack. So that's by pretty accident. cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, and then the other two are obviously advanced to Airbor and then collect all the dwarves. Yeah, people are already already uh, jokingly referring to Erebor as Erebor because it's kind of boring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to advance to Erebor, you want to shoot the right or left spinner in uh, any order. That's it. Yeah. Just do that a bunch of times. <laughs> mm-hmm. Orbit, orbit, orbit. Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. that'll there's a little map on the top right of your screen, and it'll it'll advance you, and mm-hmm. eventually you get to Erebor, and that activates your super spinner. Speaking of boring. Uh, I'm not really a big fan of this game. Oh yeah, let's yeah. Uh, <laughs> give our final judgments here. So, uh, and we also, yeah. Kayla, and, uh, we were talking about uh, implementing a rating system. Yes. So when we're reviewing a new or even an old game, yeah. Um, 
I I don't feel like we necessarily need a definitive uh, universal rating system, but we could. Uh, so yeah. let's spitball. Let's. Uh, come I up wanted with to a... um, have a rating system that was uh, kind of like uh, it falls falls in line with like the game that we're actually playing. So like, does this game have a replayability? Um, or do you, is this more like a special or is this a grand champ kind of game or is this a top four scoreboard? <laughs> so what would you call this game then based on your own? Call it maybe a replay. Replayability. Or no, maybe a special. If there's a special, I might play it again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, gosh, it just took forever. It was like shooting through molasses to like get that score that I got. I feel like I played it for a good half an hour solid. Right, yeah. Right now, it's got a lot of stuff you can do that's not worth a lot of points. Um, yeah. One of one of the Arkenstone uh, objectives is to to complete a mode. Well, there's 31 modes, right? So eventually, we're going to see some sort of uh, award for completing all 31. But 31 modes that's a, that's a lot. Yeah. You call the Baskin Robbins. Yeah, that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna take you 30 minutes plus if you, that was just what you were focusing yeah, on. An efficient game. Let yeah. alone trying to do all the other other parts of the game. So so that's uh, right right now what we're looking at is maybe just go for multi ball and then uh, when yeah. that's done go for multi ball again mm-hmm. and try to have fun. Yes, yeah, yeah, should be the name of the game all the time. I mm-hmm. think because um, I think like the the. Um, screen and the book are like the coolest thing on the damn table. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. oh, it's really pretty. Yeah, it's pretty pretty beautiful to watch, but it's hard to watch and play at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, so definitely a crowd favorite. Then uh, people are going to watch you play mm-hmm. and say, oh, that looks interesting. I want to try that out. So it's gonna it's gonna maybe bring some new players into the game. Uh, it's it's tied into a movie that you know everybody's maybe seen by now and, aware of. Or yeah, people yeah. recognize it. Certainly, mm-hmm. it's got a lot of uh, really high resolution, really beautiful. Uh, videos and shots from the game from mm-hmm. the uh, film did. and they did a great got, job with sound design too mm-hmm. uh, it's got a talking dragon that moves around too it's kind of nice but yeah i get real tired of hearing my teeth are swords yeah. oh, I, I okay usually, I get it dragon <laughs> i usually make fun of smog when he tries to taunt me he, yeah. you know he talks about his teeth and i tell him to go to the dentist <laughs> and, you know <laughs> talks about his his wings different colors and, and I, you tell him to go know, to the area tell him to go buy new clothes yeah <laughs> why into me smog yeah go uh, molt somewhere else exactly um i don't know if we uh mentioned this when we were talking beforehand or if we already mentioned it on the podcast but this game does have an audio inject no we did mention it on yeah, the we podcast. Did. Yeah. okay so friendly reminder mm-hmm. you can sync right into that uh audio design i saw that david thiel is going to be a guest speaker this year again oh really uh, for the okay Northwest Pinball and arcade room show who did the sound design of hobbit i sat in games. on the uh the design yeah. uh, uh seminar that they did last year and I it also, was interesting i sent a message to dan halligan telling him to feel free to use our podcast to do promotions mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> excellent well okay so i'm gonna for because i don't have something ready I'm going to defer to your uh, your scale here. So replayability is the bottom one. Is that yeah, right? Yes, so that's for scoring threshold. Okay. And then special is number two? Yeah, I think so. And then top four is three? Yeah, and, and then, then grand champion. Is, so well, I, and this game has a top eight. Oh, does it? Okay. Oh, okay. So you actually have a few more opportunities to, to get your name on the board before you... Uh, <laughs> I didn't even notice. I got score. Grand Champion. It was oh. so high from the top. I couldn't well, even see. Well, <laughs> I certainly noticed because I got score number five. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's just go ahead and add in top eight and put that number three. So we've got a sure, one to five scale. Sure, we're going to do the MySpace. I'm yeah. going to go ahead and say that I consider this game a top eight 
I, I'll give it a three out of five. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit, and I think with a, with a coding update, it could sneak into a top four for me. Yeah. Well, the thing is, code doesn't fix the play field. No, that's true, but I like the play field. I, you know, I like a big open play field sometimes. It's, I'm, I'm uh, pretty happy with the play field. I think it's yeah. it's pretty pretty well balanced, and uh, you know, it, it has just enough to throw you off your game just when you think you've got your uh, your trajectory all lined up on this big open play field. That's when you might roll over one of those lock targets, mm-hmm. uh, absolutely, accidentally, and it'll very slightly change the course of your ball and really throw you for a loop. So, how would you grade this, Andy? So uh, I'm I'm really excited for a uh, just a, a code update or even a code completion you might call it uh, to have have more scoring objectives. Uh, I'm so I, I like I like the setup. I, I see potential here. So uh, right right now it's kind of it's kind of just chopping wood. Who can get mm-hmm. the most multi balls in one game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, All right. not very exciting. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a um, question of endurance, like. I mean, once you figure out how to not drain your ball, which yeah, which is like that's feast it's feast or famine basically. It's just like okay, you either play for thirty seconds or you play for thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, well, um, okay, well, I we've thoroughly covered the Hobbit, and yeah. we're pushing up against an hour. So let's uh let's try a game out and then do plugs and uh and call it a, an episode. Sure. Um, so we're gonna try a, a last pin standing. Mm-hmm. Um, and. So one suggestion was was skill shot covers, which I kind of like. Um, I pulled up You're that welcome. email. <laughs> it was a good one. I pulled up an, uh, uh, the email that you sent me here from uh, Sunset Shimmer had this uh, epic, epic uh, list of... Yeah, it's like a thesis of like ideas that we could do, which is really awesome. Thank you, Sunset Shimmer from Absolutely. Tilt Forums. Um, and one of the other ones, one of the... One of the uh, easy ones that she listed was uh machines with a button or a trigger for a plunger and i think uh the hobbit yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think that one would be pretty accessible too i, yeah. I think we could at least go a f- around a few times yeah, yeah so let's pick one or two of those uh, sorry let's pick one or the other of those not two. i'm going to defer to our guest because i have a personal sounds, bias fair enough i think i want to go uh, games with a button or trigger for cool. and we're including lockdown launch. button right Let, yeah. let's let's include uh lockdown button okay. okay and so we'll just say that andy kicked it off with the with hobbit, hobbit yeah. um i'll go next and say medieval madness was uh terminator 2 let's think about terminator 2 uh how about uh well we mentioned it earlier walking dead are you feeling lucky do you you feeling like Dirty Harry. Yeah, I almost said that one. <laughs> Monster Bash. Mm, Attack from Mars. Indiana Jones. Fish Tales. Oh, very nice. Uh, Champion Pub. NBA Fast Break. Indiana Jones, the pinball adventure. It's got mm-hmm. a uh, gun. It sure does. Mm-hmm. Uh, Revenge from Mars has yeah. a button. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Champion Pub. I just said champion. Oh, did you? Okay. I was thinking because it was next to each other in shorties. Yeah. (laughs) Just go down Um, the line. Star Trek. Into Darkness. J.J. Abrams. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So so both Star Treks uh, of the newer variety, there's the the stern Star Trek, which has the center button, and then the Star Trek Next Generation with the uh, launch button. You're right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Gosh. I'm starting to... Nervous here. What, what do I got? What do I got? Uh, well, 
ACDC has a center button, but it doesn't launch. Yeah, it counts. Okay, I'll take it. Yeah, we're saying lock button counts. Oh, ACDC then. Um, so episode one has the yeah. Sure. Same yeah. kind of thing. Pinball two thousand. Uh, I'm reaching out on this one, but uh, I'm going to go with Demolition. I Man. was going to say that too. I, I have your back on that. Then I was going to have to go to bat for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man. For some reason, I wanted to say Guns and Roses, but I know it's a plunger. Well, there's a gun and a rose on either side, so. Oh. I, yeah. You're right. So it counts. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, still in it. Uh, it's designed a lot like Funhouse with a, a plunger on either side, but right. like, yeah, one has a gun on on the right side and the other, the left oh, side is a rose. I was just thinking about that other side. Yeah. yeah. Um, scared stuff. Mm, mm-hmm. Where's the button on scared? Doesn't stuff? it have one on because of the, um, for the, the spider mm. mode? Don't you have uh, to like fl- flippers no, for that? Damn I, it. I just yeah. that one yesterday. All right. Then I take it back. That's wrong. Okay. We'll give you yeah. Oh shoot. Yeah, I might have here. It's reboot. Yeah. Darn, darn, darn. Uh, I think I'm out then. Mm. I was going to use that next round to think of something. <laughs> <laughs> I'll better go Terminator 3. Oh. I can't even remember what that plunger looks like. Is it actually just a button? I just remember Terminator 3 being the same as <clears throat> Terminator 2. Gotcha. So I'm rolling with that one. Mm. I'm struggling here. Yeah, it's rough. It Stop is. interneting. Look I'm at not, those eyes. <laughs> I've just got the, the, the one email up, and I will sure. put it back to the flowchart, and I will close my browser, and I'm not just trying to buy myself time by talking here, I, I swear. I can see the reflection <laughs> in your glasses, Clem. Oh, no. Got me figured out, Greet. Um, <laughs> golly jeepers. Uh, no. No. Ooh, I just thought of one. How about... Think about what I was talking about earlier with lightning flippers. Uh-oh. Games that have those. Oh. There's one for each of you there. You know what? Um, no, I think this is... I'm, I'm just going to go out on a limb. I think this is wrong, but Cactus Canyon? Does that have a button? Ca- Cactus Canyon I think has... it has a gun, doesn't it? But it does have a plunger because you're, you're, you're pulling it all the way back. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well... Lightning flippers. What did I just say? Lightning flippers. I know you just said that, but now I, all I can think of them? is fishtails. Oh, Andy, you... giving me a hint. All right, I'll take it, though. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can take. Oh, I'm already out. I, I oh. succeeded. <laughs> oh, we already covered fishtails. Well, well, there's a third one there's that has lightning flippers. Lightning and flippers. seven doctors. Doctor Who. <laughs> Jeez Louise. All right, that's fair. That's fair. I got, that's I got my hint yeah. in, so... Um, I think I might be, just be stuck in a monster rut, but does Mary Shelley's Frankenstein have a button? That might. All right. Mm. I'll use the internet only to confirm to this. To bet his, his guess. And for no other reason, you can watch my glasses. <laughs> Very carefully. Typing in Frankenstein. I'm hitting enter. I like and... that we're doing this, though, because um, the, some of the comments that we got on the tilt forums is just like people with a litany of lists of games that we forgot to mention in one episode. <laughs> yeah, it's so much harder to, to call it off the top um, of your head than totally. to, to have a full list. Oh, no. Oh, well, this is kind of a tricky one because it doesn't have a proper plunger. It's got the lever that you uh, oh. pull down. Oh, yeah. 
I just thought of another game that's got a lever yeah, like that. Yeah, I've got some lever games. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, then we'll, then, we'll allow yeah, it since it's not a plunger, um, but it apparently it gave you some other ways to go, so. Uh, so then we're going to go with the getaway. Nice. I speed two. Yeah, yeah. I like use my knee to shift gear. that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I don't have to take my hands off the flipper buttons. I, I think I'm out here. Uh, so seal the deal if you can. Uh, if we haven't mentioned it already, Game of Thrones has the... There we go. It does. Oh, yeah, it, does. it does. And then All right. uh, I just thought of Tales from the Crypt. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Andy, congratulations. We went around a long while. That was yeah. a great All one. Right. And that was a great one. Keep hitting those center buttons, you know. I like to use, like, my just, forehead sometimes. If you're not sure, no, if you're not sure just hit it. <laughs> yeah. See what happens. That's the way to go, yeah. Uh, NBA Fast Break was one that we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can just kind of mash on that button when you're not otherwise... Hitting the flippers. I would say that NBA Fast Break does not benefit you by mashing on that button. Yeah, but it doesn't hurt. It doesn't do anything <laughs> for you either, though. Because, <laughs> uh, like, it will, it's available for, like, the upper back box toy for when you're in um, Pizza Power Shots, I think it's called. Maybe I forget what it's called. But, um, yeah, it's for, like, 20 seconds you can hit baskets with the upper back box toy. Yeah. But you can do that from the flippers, too, if you want. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, one, that, one that I learned how to do this uh, bash the button was uh, Champion Pub, mm-hmm. uh, and every time you hit the body bag, uh, every once in a while you hear a, a fly Spanish buzzing, fly. and mm-hmm. uh, you can, yeah, you can, there's all the different uh, flies that you can swat, <laughs> yeah. there's, a, there's a bob fly, and a cow fly, and mm-hmm. a horse fly, and... Carlos taught me that one, I had no idea, I was yeah. like, wow, I've been playing Champion Pub wrong forever. Yep, <laughs> there, there's no penalty, so when in doubt, just slap that button, yeah. or maybe get a prize. And you just do, I just do a little pinky reach around, like, I don't even take my, my <laughs> the hand off the old pinky reach around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, just stretch out your palm a little bit and just hit that button. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's basically my on. goal of every episode is to like say something that makes Graham like speechless with laughter. <laughs> Make me blush. I'm glad that it's not a video <laughs> podcast. Nobody can see. Right. There's kind of a red light on your face too, so I couldn't tell anyway. Oh, perfect. Yeah. yeah, this new microphone's concealing my my uh, mm-hmm. my bashfulness. All right. Well, yeah, we're we're uh, 66 minutes deep, and that was an excellent uh efficient chock full of information episode uh so let's uh wrap up into plugs um i guess i'll give our our regular spiel here first uh right into us at the skillshot at skillshotpincast at gmail.com we want to specifically hear about how you get into the zone elaborate uh you know give tips and tricks to others uh, or just what works for you or if you listen to music what kind of music do you listen to or you know just Write in and say anything. We're, we're just happy to hear from you guys. Skillshotpincast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter, at Skillshot. It used to be a big, long mess, but now it's just at Skillshot. Uh, thank you, Andrew. Uh, like us on Facebook, Skillshot Pincast. Like us on Facebook, Skillshot. Um, visit us at skill-shot.com um, to read, uh, read Andy's articles on Adam's Family and other games. He's got s- just so much good stuff to read. Mm-hmm. Um and, and, of course, there are plenty of other great articles there. You can find our pinball list there. Uh, and also, our apps on both Android and iOS. Look for the Skillshot app. You can have that uh, pinball list ready to go on your phone at a moment's notice. I, I think that covers it, um, unless I'm missing anything obvious. I don't think so. I just had a couple things I wanted to... Please. Little tidbits. Um, first off, congratulations to Robert Gagnon yes. for winning IFA. That's right. very awesome. Yeah. Canada is the world champ now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I tuned into the, um, the Twitch, Twitch stream just in time to see that you know most of that final game. Yeah, so that was really. I fun was to so watch. busy all weekend. I, I saw none of it. Mm. So yeah, I mean, I, I can watch the. 
archives, which is cool. Um, shout out to Adaball for the best April Fool's prank ever. Oh, <laughs> like, my God. So, oh. <laughs> it was so hard not to mention it earlier when you were talking about riding that wave. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so they took out, there, there's the neon room in Adaball because there's, like, lots of little compartment rooms throughout Adaball in the basement of this building. And the one that is, you know, quickly referred to as the neon room because it has neon in it, has five games, has, like, Medieval Madness, Tron, Indiana Jones. They took out all of those and <laughs> replaced them with Surf Champ. At, like, five one. Surf Champs. I saw <laughs> the probably more surf champs than have ever been in a, a room, together, room together yeah. other than the, the factory, factory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely absolutely <laughs> totally. i i saw that on on, on uh, facebook on uh on you know friday april 1st and i was like oh that's funny yeah that's a great photoshop though. i know that's what i thought like yeah i zoomed yeah, in on the photo like a graphic like, uh, hack yeah it, sure yeah, did. it really did but then i saw the neon reflected in the glass and i was like this might be real and they're crazy enough to do that yeah, right <laughs> yeah. i uh, i was there the next night or you know sometime later that weekend and when i wandered into that room i was just my jaw dropped and big old grin and i was there with somebody who's not a regular pinball player and they're like i don't get it like, yeah <laughs> oh, this is strange it's like, does that no, give you, you some sort understand. of deja vu weird sensation when you're playing a game next to a copy of itself <laughs> right <laughs> uh, maybe like the sound effects might get confusing mm-hmm. get a little distracted that way <laughs> Oh, well, man. fortunately, there's not a lot of call-outs in Surf Champ. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, just some ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Um, you got anything else? Um, what else was I, I was going to say? Uh, I was going to plug the, the Triple Knock that Terrence and Pete are opening from 8-Bit Arcade uh, in Tacoma. It's going to be an alternative to Dorkies, which is nice for mm-hmm. many reasons. Um, they, I, I want to start calling it the seance, though, because it's called the Triple Knock. And sure. Like, with Adams, they tell you to knock three times. Mm-hmm. So I might just, like, amongst friends, give it a nickname. Um, but they re- the name is referring to when you grand champion a game and you get three dot 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 knocks on the game to indicate your credits for being awesome. Yeah. Word. So next time you hear three loud knocks in an arcade, don't freak out. It's probably a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that's it for me. Yeah. All righty, Andy. Do you have any plugs? I just want to call out to the Slayers. 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 <laughs> and uh, yeah, look for. Dr. Burton's pinball mojo coming soon. Awesome. <laughs> Word. All right. Thanks so much for joining us, Andy. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Bola Savada. Yeah. Hasta vista. <laughs>